With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, January 21st, and we have a new president, ladies and gentlemen. And so a new era begins, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure everybody's looking forward to that, to turn the page. If you have a financial question, we would love to help you out. Just send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. And for those of you who follow us on social media, our Twitter handle is at JillOnMoney. That's actually the handle for everything. That's our handle on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, at JillOnMoney. And this is a a note that we got on Twitter, which is um, I have a small business and I buy gear for that business and I use it for work. Which should I write it off on small business or work related expense? I would just write it as a deduction under your small business. That's what I would do. It is. It's a legitimate small business expense. Okay. All right. Next, Carol writes, hi, Jill and Mark. I'm 46. I'm trying to save for retirement, but I am curious about the situations that would benefit an early distribution from a 401k and equal payments to avoid a tax penalty. Yes, this is a interesting maneuver to pull, by the way. Carol's got 200 grand in a 401k, 100,000 in a Roth. Husband has 900,000 in a 401k, he's 50. And we've got a outstanding mortgage, 200,000 at 3%. My biggest worry at the moment is I have four teenagers heading to college in the next six years. I do have $100,000 saved in 529 plans and I can save $25,000 a year at the moment towards that goal. I just like, I wanna pause four teenagers heading to college in the next six years. Okay. Carol says we pay very little taxes at the moment due to the dependents. Is this a viable or wise option for us to use college? In other words, should they start taking money out of retirement accounts if college expenses get unmanageable? No, 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 (laughs) no, no. That's a no. It's a hard no. Carol, absolutely not. Please just know that you need this money. I do not want you to even think about it. What I do think is important is that you properly assess what your family can afford out of your current savings and your cash flow for your children. And if your kids need to readjust their expectations about where they have to go to school or where they can go to school, that's fine with me. But no, don't do this. Please don't. Please don't. All right. Here's a question says, um, starts with, I owe my personal finance knowledge to you. Thank you for being my guru and guide. Mm, Mark, 
here is another idea. Mark and I were thinking about, we were having a conversation on our weekend radio show that I wanted to try to come up with a mantra for us, for this show, and for me personally, our personal mantra that we're fiddling around with in our heads, grit, growth, gratitude. Those are going to be our three. That's what we're thinking about. Anyway, let's get back to the question from the person to whom I am the guru and guide. He says, I have a home equity line of credit for $100,000. I borrowed from this to pay for my kid's education and also to do some home renovation work. Three options, pay off using my emergency fund. My concern, the emergency fund becomes depleted. Pay off half of it, selling $25,000 in company stock and the remainder using cash flow in the next two years, emergency fund reduced to 50,000. Sell off company shares, pay off 75 in the next four years, leave the emergency for real emergencies, like if I lose the job. Basically, they work, they earn about 200,000. They've got a retirement account of 1.2 million. They've got a taxable account of 700,000. And in their retirement, 800 is traditional, 400 is Roth. May I point out that you have a taxable account of $700,000? Why are we screwing around with your emergency fund? Do not touch your emergency fund. Leave it alone. But look at the taxable account and see if it makes sense to pay down the home equity line of credit. Whatever you do with that home equity line of credit, you're going to use your brokerage account. Be mindful of your taxes, but pay the taxes and move on. Okay. Michael writes, "Uh, I love listening to your program. I want to say thanks for the work you do. I am in a defined benefit program in a teacher's retirement system. I have nine years of previous service in the military and in another state that allows me to buy into the Alaska system. Unfortunately, I didn't start on that 23 years ago when we moved up here. My wife and I refinanced the house from a 30 year to a 15 at four and a quarter percent, making it a 21 year loan. I'm now within three years of retiring. I'm wondering if buying those years in using the equity in our home to do so. The house is valued at 325. We owe 97,000. The buy-in will cost $220,000. It will raise my retirement income from $68,000 to $87,000 before taxes. My retirement will be structured so that both or when one of us passes away, the other will receive the money. I've got $300,000 in life insurance. My wife has $150,000. I'm 62. She's 54. She also is due a defined benefit under her retirement system 10 years after I will get mine. We came late to the party, but... I have an IRA that I started a year ago, blah, blah, blah. Given this info, am I better off paying the house off over the next three years and having it free and clear or using the equity to buy in those nine years? I hate that this, see, this is by the way, I know I don't want to say I told you so, this is one of the reasons I cannot stand 15-year mortgages for this very reason. Now you need that cash, right? And you don't have it. Here's what I'm thinking. The house is worth three twenty-five. dollars And I love the idea of buying in previous time because it's always a good deal. It really is. Right now, he has, I'm not sure, four and a quarter percent seems like a pretty high interest rate. I know he doesn't want to do this, but I'm just going to point it out. You could refinance the house, right? (laughs) You can take out not maybe everything you, you need, but you could certainly take out a bunch of what you need to buy in to the 220. You could basically refinance the house, start all over, start with a 30 year, get some money out of the refi, then use money to pay into the system and you'll be in good shape. 
you're never going to do this. I'm just telling you that I bet mathematically it probably works pretty well because I'm, I'm thinking this is like a true arbitrage. And maybe you should go to a financial planner to check out these numbers, but it's very rare when you can refinance a house and you say, here's my interest rate. And you can compare it essentially side by side to say, here is what I will be earning in terms of an additional pension benefit and how it increases over time. So it is worth maybe talking to a financial planner to really get your arms around what whether this makes sense. But I would not pay off the house. There's no reason to make extra payments. I'm really interested in trying to figure out if we can buy in those years and allow you to keep working for a few more years, keep buying in. And then by the time you retire, hopefully, you know, years from now, you have that bigger benefit. If you just don't want to do that, then do me a favor. Buy in if you can, but don't accelerate your mortgage pay down. Okay. You already, you are where you are. All right. Andrea says, I love your podcast. The question is, I received between forty dollars to $50,000 in restricted stock from my company. And uh, after Invests, I haven't sold any of this. I've accumulated in one company, Mark, $350,000. I have a great fear of taking this money out and putting it somewhere where I would lose it. Where would be a good place to stockpile money in a safe way? where it doesn't lose its value over time. I'm a diligent saver. I, it's funny to me that you don't feel like there's risk in leaving it in one company, even though you work there, but you've got 350 grand in one company. So you can go to depositaccounts.com and you can put it in, in, in a very safe account, but let's hear more about you. 44 years old, yearly income, 150 grand plus restricted stock, 450 grand in company 401k, 200 in savings, 25 in a brokerage, 15 in a Roth, $100,000 mortgage at 3%, single, one child, five years old. Thank you so much. I would sell that sucker and I would pay the tax it was due and I would put it into a non-retirement investment account. And maybe I would even put it into part of it into a 529 plan and shelter that for your kid's college education. Having one stock? You think you're not taking risk? That is an enormous amount of risk. Sell it, pay the capital gains. Maybe you should get to a, a financial advisor to help you out, but yeah, I don't like that. It's like as if you've put a $350,000 bet on the number eight on the roulette wheel. I mean, come on. Okay, that's it. That is it for the program. All right, gang, it's a new day, new administration, time to transition, get rid of your bad juju. Whether you voted for this president or not, he is the president of the United States. It was a free and fair election. Please, everybody, be nice to each other. Wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing. Do something nice for someone else today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.